Today, a top Pentagon official warns ISIS-K could be ready to attack the West in just six months. Will Biden's social justice spending bill fall flat? And an FDA doctor says uh, the only way to learn about COVID in children is to just start giving it. That sounds familiar. We've got a lot coming up on the show today, and it all starts right now. Hey, welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez. Today, uh, we've got a jam-packed show for you. And in studio, I am joined by uh, Jason Buttrell, chief researcher of the Glenn Beck program, along with uh, Savannah uh, uh, Hernandez. I always want to call you a different last name. Savannah Hernandez, <laughs> who is, of course, the producer of Slightly Offensive. Um, and we are very, very happy to be joined uh, remotely by Sean Spicer, of course, Newsmax host, but also author of the new book you need to get. It is called Radical Nation, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris's Dangerous Plan for America. Sean, thank you so much for being here and joining us. Uh, it could not have come at a more, uh, uh, a, a better time. So um, let's get into actually, Sean, I'm, I'm going to go to you on this first topic because like I said, I think it's a perfect day for you to be on our show. Uh, we're talking about the Undersecretary of Defense for Policy, Colin Kahl, who told the, the uh, Senate Armed Services Committee that U.S. Uh, intelligence community determined ISIS-K could be ready to attack the West in six months to a year. And uh, oh, by the way, al-Qaeda could be ready for such an attack in one to two years. Um, it's almost as if like they were warned of this. The Biden administration was warned of this uh, and they decided to uh, do this anyway, push through with their I would say plan, but I don't think it really was much of a plan anyway. And here we're seeing the effects, the ramifications of that. Your thoughts, Sean? Well, I think it should be extremely concerning to every American. Um, this is this is uh, a threat to our homeland, to our national security, to our way of life. Um, and, and I think this idea that we're we're not ready for. I mean, they're talking about this capability continuing to evolve and and have. Uh, and pose a threat to us is something that fundamentally that's the number one job of a government to protect its people at any level. And, and the idea that this is happening more and more um, and, and no one's focusing the appropriate time or attention on it, it's concerning. I think after what happened, especially in Afghanistan with that pullout, number one, it made us more vulnerable. Number two, it sent a signal to our allies that we're not as serious as we should be. Yeah. Um, Jason, I, I weigh in on, on Sean's thoughts here because I know you're also former military. Right. Uh, agree with everything Sean just said. And um, I think that there's even something more disturbing that they're setting us up for. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's uh, we could say that's almost evergreen with this administration. What yeah. are they setting us up for later on down the line? Something far more terrifying. Um, I do not like the wording that he used, uh, uh, the, just the, the Pentagon official. I mm -hmm. do not like the wording that he used with this. They undersold the threat from Al Qaeda on this. And I just fear that they're setting us up for in the future, hey, yes, we're cooperating with the Taliban. Yes, we're moving in tandem with them to strike the threat of, uh, of, of uh, ISIS-K. Um, 
for, for, for first, first of all, I, I don't like the fact that we're dealing with a, te with a terrorist group at all. Yeah. I definitely don't think that our military should be cooperating towards anything. Um, right now, uh, the Taliban is a terrorist group that has the capability to strike outside its borders. Al-Qaeda also has the capability of attacking outside its borders. ISIS-K is just one of them. Mm -hmm. um, but if you think that the Taliban right now is more concerned with, as, they, as he alluded to, is more concerned with ISIS-K, that they might be able, you know, about to strike the uh, American uh, citizens or other parts of the world. That's not their main objective right now. In fact, in many cases, they're probably working together. Yeah. Um, many, many historical uh, uh, um, examples of that happening between terrorist groups. Al-Qaeda um, stayed in Iran, of all places, that many people are like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Well, when your common enemy is very, very clear and in front of you, the United States, you're going to cooperate. Bad people are going to cooperate. But look for that in the future. Uh, look for it and say, Jason told you so, when they're like, yes, we're striking ISIS-K <laughs> alongside the Taliban. Yeah, we're not partners here. Jason, Jason, I will say that, you know, the funny thing is you're absolutely right, but that's the scary part, is that we're going to have to look back at some point and you're going to go, you know what, Jason was right about this. We shouldn't. I, I mean, it's, it's, I, I look at this the same way I look at China. Like, we mm. know it's happening. It's literally like waking up one day and you're going, oh, the weather says it's going to rain today. Yep, it's going to rain. And then you walk out and on the way home you go, I can't believe I got soaking wet and ruined my brand new suit. Right. It's like you, re you saw the report. You read the weather report. You knew it was going to rain. And then you go, I can't believe that I didn't have an umbrella. You knew it was happening. We know this is coming. Like, I, I just, it amazes me how blatantly obvious this is. And yet there is a lack of alarm throughout all levels of government. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's so true. Uh, and I mean, to your point, uh, kind of circling back to Afghanistan, a Pentagon official uh, just yesterday said that there are still nearly 450 American citizens. I think the number is about 439. And this is coming from the Pentagon. So who knows uh, if there are more? They are still stranded in Afghanistan. But he says, well, they're just not ready to come home. Some of them. Let's listen to him quickly. In terms of how many American citizens we estimate are currently in Afghanistan, uh, the Department of State uh, is in contact with 196 American citizens who are ready to depart and arrangements are being made for them to do so uh, either uh, via air or over ground. And another 243 American citizens are, have been contacted and are not ready to depart either because they want to okay. stay in oh, Afghanistan or aren't ready. Sean, your thoughts on that? <laughs> I, I don't understand. That doesn't make sense to me because Jen Psaki said that, that, that there were no Americans stranded there. She told <laughs> us from the White House, and she tells us that she's a truth teller. So I don't understand how that adds up because the White House was clear. Nobody was being stranded. So I, that just doesn't make sense to me how suddenly now the State Department saying 100 and change are still there. I, I this just blows my mind. It, it's it's almost as if it, Jen Psaki isn't actually telling the truth, the, the truth <laughs> on this. Uh, <laughs> almost, I don't know. It's just it's just a hunch that I have here. Um, Savannah, what are give me your thoughts on uh, what's going on in Afghanistan? 
So on Slightly Offensive, we talk more about culture issues, and we've been focusing a lot on the U.S. military and how we've seen the LGBTQ indoctrination mm -hmm. of our military members, of our intelligence agencies right now. And that's what I've been focused on. That's what me and Elijah have really you know, touched on here. It's like, look at our military right now in the U.S. We seem very weak. On top of that, we have weak leadership. Mm -hmm. Joe Biden is a very weak leader. Everyone was saying, oh, Donald Trump, we don't like his mean tweets. But he was respected. Everyone said we were a laughingstock. But look at North Korea right now, look at China right now, and look at ISIS-K about to attack the West in the next six months. Our foreign enemies right now, or these foreign countries, they, they don't fear us. They yeah. don't see America as a stronghold anymore because we are currently being led by an extremely weak man. Yeah. Sean, I have a feeling that that kind of ties into uh, your book, Radical Nation. We have this administration that is focusing on all of these things, including, as Savannah pointed out, uh, this, making sure to, I don't know, make check off boxes on how many trans people are in the military instead of focusing on building up a strong military? Well, look, I make two main cases in the book. One is to your point about the people. Think about it. I, I walked through both people that were confirmed and unconfirmed. Pete Buttigieg, 38 years old. He's the Secretary of Transportation. He ran a city of 100,000 South Bend, Indiana, with 66 buses. And now he's head of uh, our railways, seaways, airways. And when Biden when he was confirmed, Biden said to him, I'm pleased that I have the first openly gay head of a department. Obviously, Rick Cornell had been in the cabinet, so he couldn't <laughs> say that. And then he said, I'm also pleased that he's one of the youngest. So it wasn't about his qualifications. Mm -hmm. It was about the boxes that he checked. And we're now dealing with the consequences of that. The second is the policies that these folks are pursuing. And we just talked about this. At the end of the day, they're getting like the, these guys are pursuing policies that are in, they're trying to get permanent political power, not make the country better or stronger. And I think that those are two clarion calls that every American has got to hear because you it is no wonder where we are, where we are as a country. When you look at the policies that are being pursued and the people that are trying to implement them. Yeah, I totally agree. Jason, your thoughts. Um, going back to what Sav was saying about, you know, what they're doing, just the, even to the morale of our soldiers. Mm -hmm. If you want to absolutely destroy this, the morale of a U.S. soldier, tell a U.S. soldier that he has to leave U.S. citizens behind in a country, mm -hmm. in a combat zone. Uh, that is the number one thing. Um, and that's effectively exactly what they did. Um, initially, they were like, oh, there's 200 people, you know, still like, if they want to go, you know, right. there's around 200 of them. Then they said there was around 100 of them. They made it seem like it was starting to sound better. You know, maybe we were getting them out somehow. Now it's like over 400. Now you're going down and up all over the place. If you ask uh, independent people that, uh, that actually were keeping better tracks of this right. than our stupid government is doing right now. The ones who were actually who were actually trying to get people out? They were actually trying mm -hmm. to do it, to do the job. It was well over three to 4,000 yeah. Americans at some point. At this point, I do not know how many Americans are over there. I think, I actually think the administration does, but they're too chicken to actually say, you know, to reveal what the, the, the disaster that they created and left us with. It's absolutely well, despicable. And Jason, just to be clear, you, you have a complicit media. Why isn't anybody asking that question? I know. Why isn't anyone in the media asking, hey, you're giving conflicting numbers. What's really going on? Mm. And that's exactly what you're getting at. Because the idea that the White House says nobody's stranded, then the State Department comes out via the Defense Department, says 196. I'm sorry. At some point, any curious reporter would say, I don't understand. How can you say no one? And then 196. And yet there is zero curiosity zero. from the press corps. And it's something I lay out in the book that in two chapters. The bottom line is this press corps is an extension of the White House press office. Yep. They do everything they can 
to ensure that nothing bad comes out about this administration. And that you know, the double standards, the hypocrisy, the failed policies, nothing bad is covered and only the good comes out. Yeah. Uh, OK, so, Sean, I, I have to ask you, uh, we, we mentioned Jen Psaki earlier, White House press secretary. Does your head explode whenever <laughs> you watch her on screen? Because mine does and I didn't do the job. So I'm just I'm just curious. I, I think I kind of look and go, where was this? I mean, there is no one jumping up and down like a hyena <laughs> trying to, you know, to to get her attention. They all sit there like a bunch of well-trained prep school kids that are just like, Miss Saki, may I have the next question when you have to yeah, right. bathroom? It's, I, I look at that and I'm like, holy smokes. I wish I had two or three people like that. Um, I, I, that's what I actually have the bigger issue with is to think wh- how are these – even remotely some of the same people. Um, they're not holding anybody accountable. Mm. You watch her say things that are in diametrically opposed to what she said the previous day or a, 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 something that somebody else from the administration has said, and nobody thinks to themselves, I might want to ask about that. Yeah, yeah, it is really frustrating. Uh, all right, Sean, last question, and maybe you answer this in the book, and feel free to tell me, you got to buy the book and read it in order <laughs> to know the answer to this, but do, how... Do we are we can we get out of this? Because we you know, you and I, we report the news every day and it's really depressing. We try to make it fun here, but it is really depressing. Uh, We have this administration who's doing all these things, as you mentioned. Can we get out of this? Yes. The answer is and the last book in the last chapter of the book is a conservative action plan. It's an agenda that says if you don't like and that's why I'm so excited when I see people in like Loudoun County, Virginia, or others getting involved yeah. in these school board mm-hmm. hearings, because yeah. if, if we're willing to go out there and fight for our country to post things online and not being wi- scared of being canceled, then yes. But the left wins when we're silent. The left wins when we don't vote. So we need to go out there and ensure that our voices are heard, that we tweet, that we post, that we get involved, we show up at school board hearings, and if we can, that we run for office, that we get our kids involved in whether it's campus reform, Young America's Foundation, Turning Point USA. There are organizations and groups out there that will help defend us if we want. But the answer is if you sit back and allow them to silence you, they win. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great answer. Uh, All right. Thank you so much, my friend, Sean Spicer, author of the new book, You Need to Have Radical Nation, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris's Dangerous Plan for America. Uh, We'll see you. We'll see you again soon, Sean. I appreciate it. Thank you for always coming on my show. It's Treat. Yes, thank you. It's, I'm glad to do a trade-off this time. Uh, <laughs> all right, so before we uh, go to break, we got to thank our sponsor, Omega XL. So whether it is back pain, knee pain, shoulder pain, whatever the case may be, usually it is inflammation that is causing your pain, and you got to defeat that inflammation or else it can cause permanent damage in your body. You're not going to realize that. You're going to be stuck with permanent damage. That's why you got to try Omega XL. It is backed by 35 years of clinical research. It attacks the inflammation that is causing your pain. So it's not going to be like when you rub a topical cream on and you're like, oh my gosh, this feels so good for 10 minutes and then you're in pain again. Don't do that. All right. Omega XL will neutralize that inflammation and solve your problem. Uh, This is made from an essential fatty acid combination from the waters of New Zealand. It is natural and it works. Okay. All of you men out there are like, I don't take natural stuff. Well, if you want to get out of pain, you need to take it. All right. Order Omega XL now. Get a second bottle for free over at OmegaXL.com slash news. That is a buy one, get one over at OmegaXL.com slash news. 
Allegedly, the Democrats are very, very frustrated behind the scenes over their stalled reconciliation spending spree. Uh, no. as, yes, as expected, as we talk about so often on the show, you have these two uh, factions of the Democrat Party now with the radical fringe left, uh, socialists, uh, communists, we'll just call them, and then you have the more moderate Democrats establishment members. I mean, they're not a ton of them left, but they're still enough to cause a problem. So uh, there have been <clears throat> nonstop talks uh, between, of course, Manchin, Cinema, uh, Jim Clyburn has been at the White House, the Congressional Black Caucus was at the White House, and they have this deadline coming up, and they are unsure now if they were going to meet it. Of course, uh, Hoyer, the House Majority Leader, said yesterday that a deal could come in a matter of hours. That deal did not come. A deal appears unlikely today or tomorrow unless Democrats can uh, overcome the stumbling blocks on uh, policies from Medicare expansion to immigration to the billionaire tax to an IRS bank account reporting requirement. I mean, there is a lot that they have to uh, accomplish. I don't think it's going to get done, especially when you have Cinema and Mansion saying what they are saying publicly. Um, so Democrats, they have this self-imposed deadline. It doesn't look like they are going to meet it, at least from what I'm reading. Do you guys are, are you do you think that they will come through with this? I think eventually they'll get a deal done. I, I don't think it's going to come. Not as, a three point five trillion dollar. No, 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 definitely not a three point five. Um, I'm I'm scared of it, no matter the price tag, yeah. because and everyone when this does eventually pass, everyone needs to read it. And that's uh, what I was going to ask you, Jason. But. Isn't it? Isn't this the two thousand page bill? Is that the reconciliation bill? We, we are constantly seeing all of these bills being mm -hmm. pushed on the American people. They're trying to push them through Congress, get them signed, 3.5 trill. Where's all this money going towards? Because they always sneak all of these yeah. things into these bills that, you know, really don't need to be funded. Yeah, like, like, like what was that, that one thing that basically the, it was a provision, that like a pilot program to start tracking how many miles you do. Mm -hmm. There's stuff like that yeah. tucked into this thing. Exactly. So you, you know yeah. that the book, and so it's so cool. Well, they have to pass the bill to find out what's in it. Oh, right, yeah, that's right. how right. things work. That's we, the we, just, we make the law and then it's implemented and everyone's like, wait, when did this happen? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. You just trust us. We know what we're doing. We'll pass it, and you can find out what's in it when you're in the breadline. Right, right, which is a good thing. If you yes, ask for exactly. Uh, yeah, I'm really, I'm really, I really, I don't know how to say worried, but I'm really interested in what happens to the Democrat Party because the Overton window has swung so mm -hmm. far to mm -hmm. the left. Mm -hmm. You remember back in the day, it wasn't too long ago, where they they wouldn't say the word progressive. Yes. I remember when Glenn Woodford was first going on on Fox and he was saying the word progressive, and people were calling him a conspiracy theorist. They're like, oh, they're not progressives, you know, like, they're not saying that. Then you go into a presidential debate maybe a couple years after that, and they're fighting each other yes. over who, yes. who's the biggest progressive. And now the progressive uh, caucus in the, in the American Party is pretty dang powerful. Mm -hmm. And I mean, not only that, you talk about the Overton window, they are actually calling themselves democratic socialists. Well, and, and to your point, there was actually, apparently in this story, uh, the report is that there was one moderate Democrat, they were not named, but <clears> they <throat> actually said, yeah, they actually said, <laughs> uh, it's the effing progressives. Sounds like. Asking for unreasonable things. It's the 
effing progressives. It's so interesting to see, too, because I've only been following politics for maybe three or four years now. Uh, when I was in college, didn't know the three branches of government. Now that I've been following it, it's so interesting to see how Democrats are so split within their own party because, yes, you know, like they're saying, there are people part of the party, like AOC, Rashida Tlaib, uh, Ayanna Presley, that are so progressive that they're radical at this point. And we've seen that time and time again. Uh, they, their entire party is going crazy. And I don't know. I kind of like watching them destroy themselves mm -hmm. from within. It's funny to me. Not funny for our country, though. Not right. fun to have to go through. Well, it is nice to be on the other side of it for a change, because mm. usually it's the Republicans who are fighting out in the open. Historically, you know, they don't save it for behind closed doors. Mm -hmm. And it's just embarrassing and a disaster uh, for the entire world to watch. Here, at least now, the shoe is on the other foot and we can see it happening to them. The, yeah. the, pro the problem is that it is the party, that party is morphing into something and yeah. the, the, the progressive wing is only going to get stronger yeah. like i can all the yeah like like aoc's rabid fan base i do not i've never but, heard of a more uninformed person but and i they, guess but all of her followers really are voting equally informed. i, I would say that they are because i've gone okay. to again like a lot of these protests and yeah. rallies that i've covered extensively like people did go out and vote and they do go and try to rally and i mean Say what you will about our, you know, voting system in this country, very fortified. Well, I mean, for, you that's know, what you do time. when you have the most popular president yeah, in, in exactly. American history. So, you fortify. Exactly. So it's election. like even if they aren't voting, um, lucky for Joe Biden and the Democrats, we have very fortified elections either way. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. Well, so, you know, we're talking about this uh, reconciliation bill, the spending bill, the spending spree that they want to uh, to go on with American taxpayer money so that that is one of their agendas, obviously. Another one we mentioned on the program, I believe it was yesterday, the for what the first ever national gender strategy oh, with all of this hogwash about, you know, uh, we need more access to health care, which. Really, they meant we want more abortions. Uh, we want w more women in the military. We want. Go ahead, Jason. Because I wasn't here for that. Yeah. I, I just I thought that was really interesting. That so that was released on a Friday afternoon. Mm -hmm. um, the week before that, they released their you know the their policy or whatever they called it on climate. And both of those things together, that both released on Friday afternoons, mm -hmm. hoping no one would, mm -hmm. would, yeah. would even yeah. look they at it or talk about it. They love to do that right before yeah. the weekend when everyone's yeah. you know, taking time then. off. Yeah. Totally. Always mm -hmm. look then. But what's crazy is when we were covering, start, first starting to cover the Great Reset, we found all of these like um, standards and guidelines from the UN that were putting pressure on banks and other organizations to adhere to ESG standards. Now... I looked at both of those things, the, the gender equality and the, and the uh, climate agenda, and they were almost word for word from the UN documents on how to enforce ESG. They're setting something up huge for that. It's going to be major, but they're actually setting up federal enforcement for people to adhere to ESG. It's coming. Wow. Uh, well, so going back to what I was originally saying before Jason derailed. It's <laughs> a very it. important point, I, I will this. say. You, it was an important point. <laughs> but so they're, they are laying the groundwork for all of these agendas add into the mix because it's not like we're going through complete chaos. It's not like we have uh, record high levels of inflation. No. Uh, no, the supply chain issues. Yeah, 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 supply chain issues. The economy's fine. Nobody's working because they're getting paid to stay at home and they're uh, sitting on their lazy asses. But uh, we also, very, very important uh, today, the Biden administration has issued or is issuing their first passport with an ex-gender marker for people <laughs> who refuse to identify themselves as male or female. Uh, and I don't know if you knew this, but uh, there is a U.S. special diplomatic envoy for LGBTQ rights. 
This person's name is Jessica Stern. Did you know this, Jason? No. The U.S. Special Diplomatic Envoy for LGBTQ rights, uh, Jessica Stern, calls the moves historic and celebratory, saying they bring the government documents in line with the, quote, lived reality, end quote, that there is a wider oh, spectrum of human sex characteristics than is reflected in the previous two designations. So uh, she said, when a person obtains identity documents that reflect their true identity, they live with greater dignity and respect. We see this as a way of affirming and uplifting the human rights of trans and intersex and gender nonconforming and non-binary people everywhere. So it's it's good, Savannah, to see that uh, the Biden administration is focusing on the important yes. things in this country right I'm now. I'm just sitting here trying not to scream my head off. <laughs> because while China is focusing on uh-huh. making their men more masculine, uh-huh. building up their military, testing hypersonic missiles, mm-hmm. North Korea just put out a military training video where they were breaking bricks with sledgehammers on their abs. And what are we focused on here in the U.S.? We're focused on gender equality equality and inclusivity and making sure that we're catering to the mentally ill in society. No, I'm done with it. This is absolutely ridiculous. I don't understand why Kamala Harris is using her Twitter account, vice president, to push gender equality nonsense when women are equal in this country. And again, just, you know, in basic biology, men and women are not inherently equal. We are different biologically in every way. And it's just ridiculous that we've gotten to this point in society where we're catering to these people. We have this entire administration pandering to the gay community when we have Americans still stranded in Afghanistan. What the hell is going on with this administration? Mm. Jason, hard to follow up. Go ahead. Well, it's funny to me because a a passport is basically just an international ID card, you know, when you boil it down to it. So what's the point of an ID if it doesn't represent your... ID. That's a great point. Right, you know what I mean? Like, and like, not only that, I mean, I'm just, I'm trying to figure out, like, w- think through all the problems this is going to be when you go to other countries. Mm-hmm. Like, what happens when you go to Saudi Arabia and you show this thing that doesn't show? Like, <laughs> maybe don't well, go there. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe don't, don't go, go there. there. Yeah. But, but I mean, the, I think there's only like a handful of countries that are even going to accept this. What does this say for like uh, healthcare? When you, let's say, you have a health emergency or something and like that, you go to some of these places. Jason, I yeah. went to the doctor the other day, and they said, oh, "What's your gender? Male, female, male, non-binary?" And then there's shut this up. Whole, they didn't there was a whole list of options, and I'm like, this is why I don't come to the doctor, because how am I going to trust the doctor with my mm-hmm. body when they don't even adhere to basic biology? Right, when they <laughs> don't, science. yeah, yeah, yeah. God, get a new doctor. I know. You I, have to I now. know. I just, I can't. I'm, I'm so done with society right insane. now. I mean, well, you, you mentioned China, so, I mean, uh, okay, so they have invented a missile that defies physics. <laughs> I mean, we can defy biology in this country. So who's the <laughs> real the here? There we go. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I was oh saying God. this. I was like, you, you think the Chinese are going to come and take over America? and say, uh, what is your preferred pronoun before we put you in jail right. here? No, well, at, at least they'll ask before you get escorted to their camps. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> to their re-education camps. Uh, all right, we've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Tommy John. So uh, what is the perfect companion in cooler weather? You might think maybe it's your significant other, ladies. But it's the comfort of getting cozy in new Tommy John loungewear. All right. I have talked to you about my experience with Tommy John. And uh, when when I say that, what I mean is um, I I just usually at the end of a workday, I don't like to be bothered by my family until I have changed out of my dress into my Tommy John loungewear. It fits perfectly. It is made with like, I don't know. It's like it's made with what is softer than than the softest thing that you've ever put on your body. That's what it's made from. It is uh, this tri-blend fabric. It is the softest thing you will ever put 
on your body. By the way, when you wash it, you're not going to get a bunch of lint balls or fuzz because of the material that they use. Um, and it's dryer safe because I've, I have decided a long time ago in my life, once you have kids, you don't have time for dry cleaning. You don't have time to hang a bunch of stuff up. Dry clean it. Uh, I'm sorry, wash it dry it in the dryer and wear it again because you're going to want to wear it every single day. So usually I talk to you men out there about Tommy John, but I just want to make sure you women realize they have got a bunch of stuff for you and it is all just as comfortable as all of the men's wear. Uh, by the way, returns and exchanges are always free and all of these are uh, backed by best pair you'll ever wear or it's free guarantee. So you've got nothing to lose. You can get 20% off your first order right now at tommyjohn.com slash why. That's tommyjohn.com slash why for 20% off tommyjohn.com slash why. See site for details. Dr. Eric Rubin, who sits on the Food and Drug Administration Independent Advisory Panel, justified recommending the Pfizer COVID vaccine for young children yesterday by uh, deferring to potential upsides despite the unknown side effects. Um, I'm not sure. I know I saw the video at one point. I'm not sure if we have it uh, in the control room. But um, they what their his problem was, was that, um, you know, the data shows that the vaccine works and it's pretty safe. Uh, we're worried about a side effect that we can't measure yet, but it's probably real. Um, but he says that it's really going to be a question of what the prevailing conditions are. But we're never going to learn about how safe this vaccine is un unless we start giving it. That's just the way it goes, uh, which is, look, um, it's just that this is what we've been telling you people for the last two years is that you are the guinea pig and you are the experiment. And I understand if you want to do that to yourself as an adult, you are free to do that. And I am here to support your choice, your, your right to make that decision for yourself. However, we are talking about giving this vaccine. I'm sorry, giving this blah, blah, as my friend Chad <laughs> Prather said to call it. Uh, thank you, YouTube overlords. Um, giving this drug to children as young as five years old and saying we just aren't going to find out whether or not it is that safe for them until we start doing it is like, that is, to me, it's criminal. It's absolutely criminal. It's child abuse. If you do this, I saw a, a tweet from someone the other day that was um, a mother uh, on Twitter. I don't know who the heck she was. She had a blue check mark. I don't know who she was. But she just posted a picture of her four-year-old son's arm with a Band-Aid on it and said, I am so proud my son was a part of the trial for uh, vaccines for children, you know, this young a four-year-old. And I'm like, you should be thrown in jail, thrown in jail, lock away the key. Do not give kids to this woman because that is child abuse. So here we are, the FDA admitting, by the way, the panel, I, we talked about this yesterday, the panel did recommend 17 to zero to allow giving this to children as young as five. Um, but, but, we can't measure the side effect yet. Don't worry, guys. We're never going to learn about how safe this vaccine is unless we start giving it. That's just the way it goes. So if you have a child who is harmed by this, that's just the way it goes. 
I'm curious the the sales pitch for some of these parents. So are they like? I mean, I'm just I'm just kind of. It's ninety point seven percent effective, Jason. Well, I can think of something that might be a little more effective. Well, what's crazy is the, the risk is basically zero. Uh huh. And then the vaccine also improves that risk to zero. Yeah, you know what's funny? Like, how are you that? selling that? Well, like, I, think exactly. immu- I think their natural immune system uh, is like 99.999% effective. I think that's all. I'm not great at math. think that's a little better than 90. Remember the John Hopkins study that came out of 48,000 children who had no underlying conditions. The mortality rate for COVID, zero. Yeah. Right. Zero percent. Right, right. But we need to, to give this drug to them for some reason. There's a reason why uh, a lot of people that were criticizing Trump and they were saying, oh, he's saying that this vaccine is going to come out quick. But mm-hmm. the reality is we're looking at, I think they were giving like a 10-year time span or mm-hmm. something like that mm-hmm. on a vaccine. There's a reason they were saying that. Because usually when they go through all the trials, how yes. they're supposed to be, mm-hmm. it takes yes. all, they go through focus groups. They go through right. a bunch of stuff. It takes eight to 10 takes, years typically yes. to research a vaccine. Right. Yes. And, and they ha- they, so they have to d- figure out what the long-term effects are going to be. Look, everyone that's uh, that's been given the blah, blah, th- there's been no long-term study on that. Right. You are the long-term right. study. Right. Now, it's amazing to me that you, you would you would subject that to, to you know to, to children. It makes no sense. And, when and, they are not at risk. R- exactly. And I will make this point. If something, God forbid, does happen, and, and, you know, people, kids, adults, whatever, mm-hmm. they start to have side effects, which there's already, you know, some cases where that's happened. Mm-hmm. There's not really a whole, I mean, if, if you think that you're going to go after that uh, that pharmaceutical company. No, you ain't. You, you yeah, exactly. You, you ain't. They, you can't, ain't. they can't be held liable no. for nope. this. And we're all being told like, hey, yeah, everyone just take this. And then after you take it, then the NIH will finally conduct studies on the long term, you know, fertility effects on women, Mm -hmm. maybe how it's going to affect your child or uh, adverse effects that are going to happen. But we need you to try it out first so we can figure that out. You know when that happened? Because, you know, I'm researching for this uh, special. Yes, you know what happened? Yes. So we were talking earlier that you have to read everything. Mm-hmm. I think it was, I, I might be getting this date wrong, but I think it was in 2013 and Congress had this act. But it was for the response and appropriations for response to hurricanes in the Gulf of Mexico. <laughs> now, all of a sudden tucked into, it was like 199 pages. And yes, I had to read 109 pages. <laughs> I, the, like, what, page 199 was, oh, yeah, and also uh, the research for uh, uh, vaccines. Um, yeah, um, we're going to make them, we're going to give a waiver of liability for the for the pharmaceutical companies that are making this. Um, we'll take care of them, but, you know, they, they won't be liable for. So uh, that, that might be for emergency use ones, because I know that there was an act that was passed in 1986. Yes, it was that- for emergency use. Emergency use vaccines. Are you talking about the 1986 one? No, no, the one that was in like okay. 2013. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, but but a lot of people don't even realize that the vaccines that we are giving our children right now, you still can't sue any of the pharmaceutical mm-hmm. manufacturers. All of the ones that have been tested already, that have been tested for the eight to ten years, as you guys mentioned, you still cannot sue them. They passed a law in 1986 that said that you could not sue them. There is a government court, and good luck getting anything. Uh, and getting a hold of anyone and passing all of those big bureaucracy ladders that they put into place um, in order to get your get your case heard in the government court. And you know, on top of you know people not being able to or these big pharma companies not have being able to be held liable for any adverse effects. On top of all of that, you know what? You know what, Jason, go ahead with your point. I cut you off and then I got nervous. Go. Oh no. <laughs> I'm like, wait, go, go. No. I, I was just going to say it was just a little nugget mm-hmm. that year that that change happened for emergency use vaccinations. Uh-huh. You know what was just published that same year? What? Dr. Barrick's research on modifying coronaviruses. Really? That same year. 
Put your mm. tinfoil hat on, whatever. Huh. I'm just giving the knowledge it's there. Interesting. Kind of a coincidence, that right? That is a strange coincidence. I wonder if we'll hear any more about that. I think you might on this mm. network pretty soon. Interesting. <laughs> Can't wait for that. Uh, all right. We've got more to come, but let's go ahead and take a break. Before that, we want to thank new sponsor of the show, Ladder. So life insurance is, of course, a product that a lot of people don't think about uh, until it's too late. But you really have to because it allows you to provide for your family if the unthinkable happens. I think the people, they're like, you just don't, you want to block out anything like that from your head. But you can't, all right? You got to be smart uh, on that note. It makes sense why people get life insurance, especially term coverage. It's very, very affordable. But why not pay a little bit each month to protect the ones that you love? If you're asking yourself this question, you got to choose Ladder. Ladder is 100% digital. No doctors, no needles, no paperwork when you apply for $3 million in coverage or less. All right, you just need a few minutes and a phone or a laptop to apply. They've got these algorithms that work in real time, so you can find out instantly if you are approved. If you prefer to talk to a person, which I don't. But if you prefer to talk to a person, their team of licensed agents, they don't work on commissions. So they can help you and not upsell you. They truly want to make sure that you are in the right policy for you. They don't have any hidden fees. You can cancel anytime. You can get a full refund if you change your mind in the first 30 days. It's a free look. All right. Ladder policies are issued by insurers with long proven histories of paying claims. Since life insurance costs more as you age, you got to do it now. Do not wait until you are way older and then you're going to go... What the heck happened? This life insurance skyrocketed. They told me I was going to pay way cheaper 30 years ago. Don't do that. All right? You got to go there now. Protect your family. They are important to you. They love you. You love them. Don't wait until it's too late. Go to ladderlife.com slash Y today. You will see if you are instantly approved. That is ladder, L-A-D-D-E-R, life.com slash Y, ladderlife.com slash Y. In and out the uh, fast food chain that we talked about, what was it, last week, who had just had one of their uh, locations shut down by the health inspector because they were refusing to basically police people's vaccination status. Uh, they have had another location shut down in Contra Costa County after, again, workers failed to check customers' vaccination status, and that violated the county's vaccine mandate. So uh, they've now had two locations closed. Uh, and in and out, I mean, we heard it from them the last time that this happened. They're like, yeah, we're here to, like, serve you burgers and fries. We're <laughs> not here to be the vaccine police, and we're not going to violate people's uh, rights like that. And now they're, they are... These people, oh gosh, these people are out for them. Yeah, that's, okay, so that's me from last week. And I got to tell you, if you watch this program, by the way, that's a lettuce wrap. I did not have the bun. Um, but if I'm you, I'm yes, well, that right, that's what I was going to say. I never eat fast food. I never eat fast food. And I got to tell you, I'm not like a huge In-N-Out fan when it comes to their burgers mm -hmm. or their, like, I'm, it's like, okay. I, I'm not on the bandwagon that they're just amazing and the best thing and better than Whataburger at all. Come at me, bro. I don't <laughs> care. Um, but 
I had to go because I was like, I have to support this company. They're standing up for all of our rights. They are standing up for freedom in this country. And we have to start supporting uh, the companies who are doing that. Now they've lost another location. I don't know how long they will be down, but uh, they've got they've got fines. They've got four citations. And uh, now they are known as an immediate health hazard to the public, according to the county uh, inspector. So uh, this is this is going to be interesting to see how this plays out because In-N-Out is very beloved in on the West Coast uh, in that area by a lot of lefties who I think are going to be very uh, have very mixed feelings about the fact that In-N-Out is not the vaccine police. Right. And I honestly think that we should let these policies play out. If that's how California wants to run their state, then let them do that. And then all of the companies that aren't able to run in California, we're seeing Tesla came to Texas. We'll see In-N-Out come over here as well because they're being pushed out of that state. What's going to be left in California? Not a lot of great stuff over there. So let this policy go. Let the Democrats and all of these liberals and progressives continue to try to push these companies to be the, again, especially a fast food company, to be the arbiter of health for some yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah. We saw a video a couple months back of this old woman getting kicked out of a Burger King because she couldn't show her COVID passport, her vaccine passport. And it's like, if you're at a fast food restaurant, I don't think that you care about your health 100%. <laughs> like, let's start off there. Uh, so it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. And it's like, you know what, let California destroy themselves at this point. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a great point. You said, like, what's left in California? And all I can think of is, like, well, there's a lot of Safe poop. injection sites? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's yeah, a lot exactly. of needles. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's a lot of homeless people. High taxes. There's a lot of taxes. Yeah. That's about it. Uh, I just want to say I really loved your senior picture photo shoot over there at uh, In-N-Out. Those were better than my senior pictures, actually, I, hate I you. think. I hate you. <laughs> actually, I was much larger uh, in my <laughs> senior year, so those were not, that would be fitting that I was um, eating a burger. To tag on to what Savannah said, uh, I agree. I think a lot more of these companies are going to have to, st- just by necessity, are going to have to start moving out of some of these progressive hellholes. Yeah. But I think red states need to do a better job of kind of advertising that, hey, Come on down. Here's some tax incentives. Uh, Do we want that though? Yes. I'm, to- I'm torn on that, right? Because okay, yes. you mentioned I'm, I'm Tesla too, and I'm like, and yes, but do. what about all the employees that move yeah, there? All the liberals are going to yeah. follow suit, and they're going to come in and put, bring in those policies That's why we're that purple now, basically destroy well, their states. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I, eventually this uh, war of ideas has to be won, and if they want to continue running their way, I mean, we talk about a parallel society. Let that par- let that other part of the society continue to do with what they're doing. This is a perfect example of how our ideas are better than yours. You but can't we have even to be able to communicate that. Yeah, we have to be able to. Because I that's the problem. Completely agree, yeah. Is that they don't realize it, they're moving here, and they're still voting the same damn way mm-hmm. that they yeah. voted when they turned that place into a hellhole. Right. No, I totally agree. That, 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 is, that has got to be something that changes, for sure. Um, but I do. But I, I think that's inevitable. I think that red states need to band together to figure out how they're going to attack that, or mm-hmm. how they're going to handle that. Um, because it's just going to, it's, I, the, the insanity of people that I hear they're like, oh, yeah, it was too much in taxes in California. That's why I left. And, oh, man, I couldn't afford a house, blah, blah, blah. Couldn't get a job. So I moved to Texas. Oh, and I'm voting for Bernie Sanders. Yeah. What? I mean, yeah. what? Exactly. Are you, are you listening to yourself right now? Yeah, if you go to Austin, it's essentially mini-LA. Yes. They, they tried to pass the homeless ordinance, and they did for a couple years. And I watched, and that's why I became very uh, right-wing, if you will, because I watched Democrat policy destroy that once beautiful city, mm-hmm. overrun with homelessness. Mm-hmm. The crime skyrocketed. Women were not safe to walk mm-hmm. on the streets at 
at night. And it's just like, yeah, leave that in California. Leave that in New York. Feel free to destroy your own states. Don't bring that to Texas. Don't don't come over here with that. Just yeah. don't do it. Um, last point I have on this is always look forward to where they're going with some of these policies. Now, it's obvious, like within and out, they're showing that this is not enforceable. Yeah. Like, right. you can mandate the hell out of this. Right. It's not enforceable. Right. Okay, so what's their going to be their solution to fix that? Mm. Talk about the vaccine passport. Talk about an app on your phone, whatever. Do you think that the location services are not going to always be on that mm. app? Of course they are. When they talk about contact tracing, all that stuff, that's how they eventually begin to enforce this. So what's that mean? That means nonstop surveillance on wherever you go at all times. If you go somewhere and you don't have your vaccine passport or whatever, then you get fined or that business gets fined, you know, or something. Yeah, but yeah. that is the direction they're going to. It's no longer a conspiracy theory at this Jason, point. Jason, see, and they did a really good job, too. Of, yeah, the, the, the COVID passports, I feel like we're a gateway for that because now it's like, oh, well, this is for your uh, health and safety. And it's like, OK, well, then the government's going to introduce you getting microchip to monitor your blood pressure, make sure that you're safe. And like you said, it's it's going to be tracking up with the government of everyone. Mm. Well, this is great. We're just ending this on a terribly horrifying. <laughs> but we got to take a break. We'll be back. Awesome, guys. Thanks for the good news. Oh, I welcome. can't. I can't. So it was brought to my attention that I guess uh, some of our program yesterday was left out of like YouTube didn't want it because, you know, the YouTube overlords are always watching. So I just wanted to remind you guys, there is a way to make sure that you can get all of our content uncensored, no matter what the YouTube overlords think. You got to go to blazetv.com. You can save $10 when you sign up for the year. If you use promo code news, that will give you access to all of our libraries, including slightly offensive, where you can see our very own Savannah. I feel like it's I, I'm like a Vanna White like, I know. showing Thank the, you. The, Thank the, you. the prize over here. Uh, also, you can catch this guy Jason sometimes too. So make sure to sign up, guys. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.